Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hello and welcome to the dark forest. I'm Jackie Cation, your host. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, FamilyPetAncestry.com, because it remains funny. Anyway, uh, Mike Rickberg just sang that song, composed and sang that song in the beginning. That is the theme to The Dork Forest. He sang it with his wife, Sarah Cohen, new parents. And uh, Mike will sing the words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Very exciting stuff. Now, Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio, and Vilmos works on JackieCation.com. JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com have a donation button. Feel free to take part in the donating process to the Dork Forest if you have monies and you enjoy the show. I'd love to get a hundred bucks a year from everybody, ten bucks a month if you want to do it monthly. I don't make that easy for you, and I do that on purpose because I hate a monthly charge. I just you if you listen to the show regular, you're reminded if you like it. So every month you can just click on the button on DorkForest.com or JackieCation.com and throw ten bucks at me. Um, or you can, if you have it, you can just throw a hundred bucks at me for the year. And I, I totally appreciate that. If you have more than that, feel free, feel free to donate more. But, uh, if you don't have a hundred bucks, just talk up the show. You can get, you can support the show in other ways. JackieCation.com has an Amazon banner that you, it's a portal into Amazon. You just order like normal, but you enter it from JackieCation.com and then the dork forest gets a bit of a kickback. The other way is you can order t-shirts or CDs or DVDs. From my website, there's Ranger shirts, Dork Forest shirts. There's a new uh, shirt for stand-up, Spooky Reading Girl t-shirt, which is super fun. Yeah, you can do any of that to support the show. Uh, this week in stand-up comedy, I am, where am I? Oh, I know. I'm in Los Angeles, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Los Angeles doing a bunch of shows in Los Angeles. I'm going to go see Elvis Costello. I have never seen Elvis Costello. And then I'm doing an amazing show at Flappers in Burbank, in the Yoohoo Room, which is a small room, on the 6th of April, I'm doing a show with Laura House, Lori Kilmartin, Maria Bamford, and Karen Kilgariff, and myself, all going to do stand-up, hosted by Crystal, and I have to, I can't express to you what an amazing show, show that is. Who knows if anyone will come, but uh, April 6th in the Yoohoo Room at 7.30 p.m., so there's that. And then that, after that, I'm doing a show with John Fugel saying, about uh politics. God knows what, I mean, I'm sure I'll just be full of rage and not a lot of punchlines, but Acme Theater here in Los Angeles, that's also on the 6th. Follow me on Twitter, at Jackie Cation, for the shows that are in Los Angeles. The next time I travel, I'm doing Moon Tower in, in Austin, Texas, and that's the week of April 21st through the 24th. Anyway, Bandcamp, you guys, there's premium episodes. If you've caught up on, on all of the episodes... And you're looking for more episodes. The live episodes, which cost me a little bit of money, are at, at thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. So they cost me a little bit of money. So I charge you two bucks for the Bandcamp for the, for the live episodes. So, but there's a bunch of great ones over there. There's ones with Dana Gould and Andy Kindler. And, um, there's a great one live in, <laughs> in San Francisco with Gail Carriger and in Atlanta with Hollis Gillespie. Anyway, good times. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let us get into the show already. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest in my living room. I'm here with Heather Wood, who is in a web series called uh, Future Girl, which I watched the first episode of. Uh, hello, Heather Wood. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I have that cadence now where I'm just like, hello and welcome to the show. But I don't know how else to do it. I, I'm sure there's a there's a more casual way to just go, hey, you're in my you're in my living room. How's it going? I think there should be like, there's like, because... Because you've been doing this the, for like 10 years? Yeah, yeah, the dawn of I think there's like a certain cadence that people expect on right, radio. Right, and they, actually... right, it's sort of a radio cadence. Yeah. And so they're, so everyone's soothed. It's fine. Why overthink it, Jackie? <laughs> you might, it might be like, hey, kind of my, it might sound stoned, but I don't think you want to, I mean, like, no, hey, I, well, and other people, man. other people, maybe that's their vibe, man. And, uh, so the Dork Forest is, hello and welcome to the program, Heather Wood from Future Girl, which on Twitter, it's at Future Girl Show. And your Twitter is Heather underscore Wood, Heather spelt like Heather. Yeah. And Wood turns out 
like Wood. And what's dumb, I'm oh, sorry to interrupt you. So yeah. what's dumb is actually there are two underscores because there are so many Heather Woods in the world that it's actually two underscores. Like, oh, that's dumb. hilarious. Yeah. So cool. People thought Heather really went with the last name Wood a lot. Yeah, it's insane. Maybe because they're both plants because it's a plant thing. It they're is. like, oh, the pretty flower with the, with the wood thing. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's speculative fiction at this point. And, um, we're going to talk about all of your dorkdoms, which I love the mishmash of list here. This is fantastic. <laughs> And I'm going to pick the thing that I want to talk about first. But <laughs> before I do, there's a you you can watch Future Girl on YouTube. Is it just if they just Google YouTube Future Girl? A uh, YouTube Future Girl, Amy Dallin, also Amy, Amy Dallin, Dallin. She's she's is on. Her it's YouTube an on. Channel. Okay, yeah, and it's Amy and Dallin is D A L L O N. A D A L L E N. Oh gosh, A N. Oh my gosh, I gotta look it up. Oh my god, you guys, YouTube will fix it. Google will help. It'll be okay. And, uh, and she's like, we're best friends. What happened? <laughs> it's okay. I don't know how to spell Bamford. No. Uh, so it's, uh, no, it's all good. And then you also wrote a paranormal, paranormal romance novel. Did you self publish? I did. I did. I am so jealous because, uh, first of all, I want to have written a book. I don't want to write a book. Uh, I want to have written a book because it seems like an awful lot of work. But it's a paranormal romance novel. It, it is. And it's actually, actually, in a way you have, because your name's in the title, it's called Jackie Howell. Like, pure coincidence. <laughs> yeah, that is coincidence. Because quite honestly, paranormal romance, the only paranormal, and here's too much info, uh, I've read is uh, an author named Amanda Quick, and that is not her name. Her name might be Jane Krentz because she also writes under that name. And it's it's in the romance section. But she's got, it's, it's all like late 1800s and the mysteries of electricity are way too, way too mysterious, first of all, for the late 1800s, Amanda Quick. And, uh, and then those people have auras and powers and they can read things in mirrors. And, uh, so that's the only romance, paranormal romance I've, I've ever with. And there are sometimes ghosts, like the movie Ghost. Yeah. Where the dude, the dude comes and like the shadows come and get the dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's more like that. So it's almost as, as the scariest I can get, quite honestly. Is yours scary? No. Jackie Howell? No, it is not. It's, um, it's actually, it's a comedy actually. It's sort of playing with the trope of the paranormal romance. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, is it sexy times? Is it, it sexy, is sexy time? times? The, the, All right. The, uh, when I was writing the book and it does, it takes a lot of work as it turns out, but it also turns out any moron like me can pu- publish on Amazon. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, sorry. But we all love. <laughs> sorry. Uh, but, um, yeah, like it's, uh, I thought like the, the lead characters, quirky, she works in a comic book store. Uh, there are like three guys who are vying for her attention. I thought that's fun. That um, is, that right? is, uh, that's unheard of, uh, <laughs> except for uh, not in romance novels. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And there is a sex scene in it. Um, I actually is there ran, one sexy? There's, there's, well, there's like a lead up to it, and then there's they're so embarrassing. Like I tried to write one once, and I was like, "Well, this is embarrassing uh, to to try to write a sex scene." It is, and it's also a lot of um, some romance novels. Some of the sex scenes like take me out of it, like the way things are described. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh god!" Oh, right, know? right, right. Sometimes the metaphors are too hilarious, and yeah. yes, they came yeah. in synchronous apocalypse is one of my jokes. Oh, no synchronous apocalypse. That, that, that'll pull you right out of a book. And, uh, <laughs> cause you're like, what the hell's happening? I thought they were camping. And, uh, <laughs> uh that's amazing. <laughs> oh, yes. And so I ran it by a couple of like two other friends of mine. Um, oh, that's who, gutsy stuff too, yeah. where you're like, please do not make fun of me. Please do not make fun of me. Please read my sexy times. Yeah. Uh, scene. Okay. Cause well, I had to test. I was like, is this okay? Cause it has to be kind of hot, but it can't be embarrassing, but also can't be dumb inadvertently funny or dumb right and it also it turns out writing a sex scene can be is like is writing a fight scene it's really boring to actually write it oh interesting like it's like this happens and this that's happens the greatest life. analogy ever because yeah. i bet you writing a fight scene is super hard yeah. i've heard that okay yeah all right nice work heather wood <laughs> see we learn things here <laughs> Now I know, <laughs> you know, just, just, just doesn't stick his staff in here, you guys. And, uh, <laughs> I understand you because the thing is, is, is <laughs> I can imagine me writing. This is me playing, uh, labia majora, labia minora. And he's working past the minora into the, oh, I get it. No, nobody's turned on Jackie. Nobody's having a good time. <laughs> It's too, close. it's too close to real life. If it's, it's like right, very <laughs> medical, very <laughs> medical. Interesting. Why don't, what about when you're at the bus and you're just a guy pretends to read the paper? No, gross. <laughs> anyway, um, so 
All right. So those are the things people can find you at and they can, yes. and, and, um, and you're an actor. Yes. Do you do stand up? We I don't do. know each other, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. No, uh, we, I, I do. Like, I, I was, I, I've recently gotten serious about stand up since, uh, last several months. Okay. Uh, You've been going up more? I've been going up more. Um, I'm going up at the comedy store. Oh my gosh. All month. right. That's so. certainly. You, you consider that serious? Okay, interesting. Oh. No, I'm so sorry. Comedy store slam. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I've never done the comedy store. No, no, it's, and if they're willing to put you up, that becomes the serious place where you get to go up. Cause you're like, oh, yes, now I am more interested in that karma coffee shop than that's my serious, whatever venue lets me up. I am very serious about whatever that is. So I, I was just, yeah. I was just busted. Oh my gosh. Store. No, no, no. I, uh, yeah. Cause, uh, they, uh, they don't book me. So what I know. So it's very weird, but, uh, what? I know it. I know the injustice mm. throw down, throw down you guys. Uh huh. Adam, Adam, you know what Adam said to me? He said, I just, I have so many comics. I don't think I'm gonna. And I was like, really? Whoa. You have a lot of 50 year old white ladies that are doing stand up for 30 years. Okay. You do that. Oh no. Uh, the no. dork forest is safe space, by the way. Safe space. So I guess uh, me and my bitching is done. No. Let's talk well about you earned. being a, well, you would think, but let's, uh, but, uh, it's fine, but I do like to tell the story. Yeah. Because, uh, why not? <laughs> I have oh a podcast. Gosh. No, I think, you, I think that's, that's, yes. You, that's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's, uh, the thing is, is I get up everywhere else and I have plenty of stage time. So yeah, yeah there's no, there's, I mean, it's not like I am, I am sad for stage time, but there's a lot of great comics going up at the comedy store right now and it'd be fun to hang out, but they always have this problem with the parking too. So I don't like the parking. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. but I need to talk to you about this dork to me okay. because here we are <laughs> I'm, I'm like, almost I'm eight like minutes faster actually hearing well, what you're saying. Well, like, oh. I need to know why, how did it happen? Party clown, six years, party <laughs> clown, Heather Wood, party clown. Oh, did nice. you have a clown name? Sparkles. Sparkles, the party Sparkles clown. The clown. Sparkles, the clown, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, <laughs> did you get it out of college? Did you get it out of high school? How did it happen? Nope. I got it in my, in my mid twenties. You said um, to yourself, Clown time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I have a college degree. <laughs> I need to be a clown. <laughs> but are you good at balloon animals? Oh, yeah. Okay, well oh, then, yeah. the thing is, is that's worth it. That's worth six years of clown time <laughs> dealing with children. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, um, by the way, the balloon animal, my nieces are older now. They're like 12 and 10, but when they were kids, this animal balloon thing got me like carte blanche with them oh, for years. Sure. Um, just, it, I'm, I'm sure. And it never stopped. They were like, no. make another one, yeah. make oh, another yeah. one, make oh, another yeah. one. I was like, oh, we're running out of balloons. <laughs> My thumbs hurt. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> I don't want to blow any more balloons up. <laughs> Cause you have to use those hard to blow long ones, right? You do, but there's like a pumper that you use. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, there's uh, equipment. There's yeah. I'm not, I'm not like some, some of the purists are like, are like, like, well, there's a couple who like blow it up like regular, and I'm like, yeah, I don't even know. Stretchy, 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 yeah, stretchy like and then deal. stretchy, and then yeah. they blow it up. But that, that might be, that's a career clown. That's a, that's not, yeah. that's not. It's a lifer. So how did, okay, so you grew up in California, yeah. outside of Santa Barbara, you yeah. said, and then, or sort of by Sun, up yeah, there. Yeah, our north Santa Barbara, like Central Coast, like Santa Maria, Solvang area. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice weather up there. Oh, it's very beautiful. Yeah. And <laughs> squeaky, squeak, squeak, squeak. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So we both got, oh, how nice. <laughs> what? Uh, so did you, where'd you go to college? Uh, California Lutheran University. It's like, oh? it's up in Thousand Oaks. It's like a little, it's a Thousand Oaks. It's, oh, T.O., man. Yeah, T.O., yeah. And, uh, so. Lots of um, white people there. Lots of white people there. Seriously. So many white uh, my, my day job for six years was uh, babysitting up in Agoura Hills. Oh my so, gosh, you know the area. I know then. the area. Except for that you can't know the area. People, if you ever go to Agoura Hills or right next to a Thousand Oaks, you will not be able to tell one mall from the next mall because it's all the same color and they all have tin can tiling and it's all this shale kind of, and you're like, is that the one with the Taco Bell in it? By the way, the fanciest Taco Bell I've ever seen in my life is in Agoura Hills. And, um, also one of the fanciest gas stations off of Reyes Adobe. Yeah. Or is it, yes, with the car wash? With stuff? the car wash? Yes. Yeah. And there's another gas station off of Canaan that has a chandelier. Yeah. So it, especially <laughs> there's some disposable income going on out in the burbs of California, as you can well imagine, you guys. And so, okay. So you would, so did you do 
party clown here in the Los Angeles area? Yes, I, I did. I got hired. I needed a job that was flexible because I was out in LA doing yeah. things that you do in LA. Like, right, trying to run it up the flagpole yeah, and you yeah. need flexibility. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and um, there was like a casting call for it and they said they would train you. So I, Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, I, I submitted for it. Uh, she called me. She vetted me on the phone a bit to make sure it wasn't crazy or yeah, yeah. criminal. Um, and then like you go through several steps. Like you att- you attend a party with another clown. You're like, as an assistant, oh. <laughs> see if it's your thing. Right, right. Because everyone's terrified that people want to diddle children. And <laughs> yeah. here's the thing. Almost no one wants to diddle children. I just, yeah. I, no. I certainly don't want to. I'm like, no. I barely want to talk to you. You seem like a nice person, but, uh, or talk to me in 10 years. And so it's, okay. So you did the, did the clown yeah. on clown. You, you like clown apprenticeship. Yes. Yes. And, um, at the first party, uh, it was fun. And there was a kid who threw up and I was like, this is for me. Like, right. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's fine. I throw up. You throw up. We have so much in common, you guys. <laughs> and then, and then you, and then you go in, then you agree to the training and stuff like that. And like, uh, I call her like the head clown or the clown boss. I don't know. It sounds funny. Clown boss. clown boss. I like clown boss. Um, super cool. The first thing she trained on was the balloons. And like, what you do is you, it wasn't like, cause making blues is actually, you know, people say, oh, that's easy. And they try and they're like, uh. No, here's you know. a snake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, uh, so what, what I did was I learned how to use the pumper and how to tie the knot. Tying the knot on the balloon is actually the hardest part. Okay. And you have to do it like really fast cause you, there are going to be like 20 kids around you who want And every, now, oh, right, right. You know? And every single kid wants a balloon. Yeah. And okay. so it's, so you just pump up the balloon and just tie it. And like, so like it sticks with you. It's like riding a bike. Like anytime I pick up a thing, I can pump it up and tie it really fast. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. like <laughs> it's like mega fast. And so like you just, so, you know, swords, like dogs, like the whole thing. And then later on, I got advanced. I would make like unicorns and I would make a monkey in a palm tree. And what? one time I made a uh, Jedi, uh, you know, like, not, like, not the greatest like Jedi. You know, yeah. It was, you know, it was, did he look like a guy holding a lightsaber? Yeah, yeah, he did. That's he all you're looking for. And yeah, the black suit. And yeah. The thing and the do, you, hair. do you use multiple balloons? Can you yeah. put two balloons two, together? Two. Like one black balloon and then a silver balloon yes. for his lightsaber or totally. a red one? Or that's totally. mm, yeah, good that's, idea. Good, good idea. <laughs> I could be a clown. And uh, <laughs> it's so fun. It was so fun. How was how long was the training? Did you go to her house, the clown boss? Yes, I went to her house. So it was just a house class. Yes. And yeah. how many classes? Just one um, or just it took. I think we met up. A couple of times, like what about makeup? Oh yeah, she and she taught you how to do the makeup too. And she's like, she she gave me some makeup crayons, like there's these certain like pastel crayons we used for face painting. And yeah, she's like she gave me a couple. She's like, practice on your face, and here's basically what we do because we didn't want to be scary clowns. Like there's none of that like white matte stuff over the whole face. Oh, oh, it, like it's that. not the, it's not the clowns that, that people have ruined yeah, <laughs> because of, yeah. of movies. Like, yeah, uh, like very non-scary. Oh, so you, oh, so you're just you with like rosy cheeks or something exactly, and maybe whiskers. Sparkles. Oh, and like, there you go. We'll have like a, like a little pink wig and like suspenders and polka dots and like okay. very, very non-threatening. Right, right. You try to you, you yeah. keep, keep it simple. Yeah. And how old are the kids that you're performing for? Uh, usually anywhere from three to 10. 10 okay. is kind of the edge of the age. Oh my gosh. Um, I saw one time uh one of andy's young cousins he was five years old he had a um a party with a magician over in burbank and uh the magician was doing magic and one of the kids in the front row like 10 like he was five but one of the older kids like eight or nine was sitting in the front row just with his thumb down the entire time just (laughs) thumbs down thumbs down and the guy (laughs) the magician guy was like all right, you're going to have to <laughs> wrap that up. Whose kid is this? <laughs> and I, I would be the worst. I mean, because the thing is, is, is I don't even do corporates really <laughs> because I, you know, with a comedy club and a comedy club, in a comedy club, you can tell people to zip it. You can tell, yeah. you can shut them down. Yeah. But in a corporate, in a clown situation, when you were the magician for the party, if you're a juggler at a party, that's, that's the whole gig. The whole gig is just tolerating. The whatever's coming at yeah, you, right? Yeah, or dealing with and like, so what I would do is if there were older kids, I yeah. would actually spot them right away, and I would befriend them in some way and or, try to put them to work or something. Yeah, I would make them in a, like kind of put them to work in some way, or and they I could usually get them to be helpful. Yeah, to like help the other kids. Cause yeah, they were you know. Yeah, they're not monsters. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you just got they just need direction. Yeah, and there's <laughs> the, the couple ones if they're tougher. Yeah, I'll, I'll be like. I'll show you how to do this coloring book magic trick later. I'll tell you what really happens. And I'm like, uh-huh. really? And, so, and and it's like, and I was like, you can't tell anyone about, like, don't tell them before the show. You can say anything you want after the magic show. You just can't yeah. tell them before the magic show. Right, right. And like, and that would usually get them. And I'd show them, I had this, I had this, co- this coloring book magic trick. And it was, yeah. I mean, an adult can figure it out quite easily. Right. But like, it's like, <laughs> 
you know, uh oh, I'm actually I'm saying thing. I'm not going to say how it works. No, spoiler alert, magic, you guys. We're not going to some of the clown magic that would occur. Right, clown and they magic would be in because right. they knew. Because now, well, yeah, who doesn't want to be in the room where yeah. it happens, man? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. you, know, you wanna, work. on that side. <laughs> Interesting. So how, so six years, it was pretty good, yeah. like just day job money or? It, it was, it was good. It was like, um, it was weekend work mostly, obviously. Oh, right, right. Cause you know? a weekend, cause parties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was, I really enjoyed it. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Like people are like, oh, you were a clown. It was awful. Like you always see like the clown gets chased after them. No, people are so happy to see you. Right. When you show up. Cause first of all, they, the adults want to drink and hang out. Right. And you were going to totally distract you all are, the kids. You are Sparkles the clown. You yeah. are a, a distinctly a shiny object yeah. <laughs> that will distract 20 children. Yeah. Are there always like a lot of kids? Usually, like, usually, like there's just too many kids. Like it's a lot. Like and it can vary. Sometimes you'll go 90 minutes depending on how many kids. It just depends. Like face painting takes a little bit longer longer. Right. But you get really fast at stuff. Okay. So, uh, and you wear them out. Like you jump in with games and a parachute and like, I, I would wear them out for 10 minutes, like jumping up and down and screaming around. This What's parachute. a parachute? It's like that big, you know, like how, it's a like, parachute, parachute, but you don't jump out of a plane and land. No, above. I, I, if I did, that would be amazing. Uh, that would be the greatest clown in the world. And that would cost extra because uh, <laughs> you would have to pay for a plane. <laughs> so that would be so, but it was just, a, it was essentially like a real parachute like, that people could play with. Yeah. Like it was brightly colored. Like it was made to like play, like, you know, where the kids just stretch out and that you like shake it and put a ball on it and stuff like that. Like, there you go. Yeah. It's one of those, but it was, Fair enough. it was, I would just wear them out. I would, I would make them jump up and down. I was like, okay. Like I was like Richard Simmons. And like, how many hours would, it, would you be there like two hours? Usually or? it was an hour. If there were a lot of kids, it was 90 minutes and the hour just went by like very fast. Oh, just an hour. Just an hour. Yeah. I don't mind that. No. Because the thing is, is, you know, when you babysit, <laughs> you're there for the weekend. <laughs> you're in, you're on and the children are great and you end up half raising them. And, uh, and, and, but it's, it's certainly, you can't jump around for more than an hour. You're like, we're going to play. And then you know what we're going to do? We're going to go to Target and shake toys. And, uh, cause uh, I like, I like to take the kids to Target or Walmart or wherever. There was no Walmart at the time out that way. Uh, but, uh, oh, yeah. we'd go to Target and they're like, can we buy something? It's like, nope, no. Nope. And here's a, a, a glimpse into my childhood. Just go to Kmart or Target and shake toys and look at them. <laughs> it's almost as fun. Don't worry about it. <laughs> And, and they actually had a really good, I think they had a good time. I remember. <laughs> so cool. Cause we would just wander around. We would make fun of the clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, me and the girl mm-hmm. would make fun of That's the clothes. So- the, me and the boy would talk about all the action figures and we would talk about the games and the day we would just, oh, and then shake toys. That's <laughs> so, great. Yeah. There's, you know, the clock eater too. Cause you got to drive to the target. You got to wander <laughs> around for 45 minutes and drive back. And then by then you're ready for uh, some sort of snack or dinner or whatever. And, yeah, it's a real clock eater. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody out there while babysitting. It's, uh, it's cheap. Parents, I'm sure. And because their dad worked from home, which is why am I babysitting anyway? But God love yeah. him. But he was working. So I get it. And, uh, he, but I'm sure he was psyched that I was gone for two and a half hours. You yeah. know? Yeah. He's like, yeah, take him. Take him on an errand in your 1989 Mazda 323 hatchback, which my, my friend who was the mom, uh, who is still their mom, she was like, I can't believe I let you drive those kids in that car. And I was like, well, it was the only car I had and you didn't want to lend me your Lexus. <laughs> so she was oh. like, no, I needed my Lexus. <laughs> I was like, yeah, cause you were working for a living. And so, yeah, so I just, and I, for a while I had this Tercel that had, uh, a, one of the seats would fold down and I would bring all of their friends. And I was like, remember the seventies? And they're like, no, it's the nineties now. It's the, it's the early two thousands now. And I was like, well, in the seventies, nobody had any seatbelts and there's too many of you. So just roll around in the back like puppies and let's, we're not going that far. Don't worry about it. And <laughs> so try not to get killed. And it was a tank of a car. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, it was fine. And it, Cole, the boy, the little boy would be like, can I sit in the jump seat? Cause it was one of the seats would fold down and oh, I always yeah. pretended it was like an, on a plane. There would be yeah. like a jump seat. So yeah. yeah. That's so- I think he's 30 now. <laughs> anyway, everybody's a hundred. <laughs> So would you, so you did it, we, you know, this is what happens on the Dork Forest, by the way. I end up telling more stories about myself. No, I, 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 that was an amazing story. And it's, and what's, I was thinking, like, my dad called it a jump seat too. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Me so, and your dad, we're probably of an age. You're, 
you're you are no much worries. younger. You are much younger than my no, sure. At least emotionally, <laughs> and uh, emotionally, I'm about thirteen. So ch- chime in, folks. But I okay. So now here's the second thing I want to talk about because we could talk about clowns more. Do you have any more clown? You got good um, clown stories? I you know. Not that I probably want to share. <laughs> oh, right, because there's those people are still alive. There's a couple, yeah. yeah. Like, but I got, I gotta say, it's actually, it really was a fun experience. Yeah. And I went all over LA. Yeah. Just, and like got to know, like got to meet so many different. Did you go people. Inland Empire? Did you go deep? I went, I went to Fontana. Is that Inland Come Empire? Come on, I, did, I don't know. I, it's, uh, I might have done Riverside once. Yeah, there's. Yeah. When I first moved here, I, my first job was that of a, a secret shopper. And I was in charge of, oh, it's horrible. One of the worst jobs ever. I made $5, uh, a store oh, and I had to drive my car to like Compton and go to the food for less and then buy $2 and 50 cents worth of, and talk to three different people who work there and then fill out a form. And so, oh. I mean, it was really one of the, it's, it's clearly a job developed for someone who doesn't have a high school diploma, but has a driver's license mm-hmm. and needs to make some money. Uh, and you're like, okay, I hate you. And, uh, please, um, don't do that. Finish high school. So, uh, <laughs> please finish high school and try not to be born black. Uh, cause it was one of the most racist jobs I've ever had. It was the most racist wow. job. Yeah. Cause the people who owned it were white and they were constantly yelling about the minorities who worked for them wow. by their minority by the kind of my, like if the Asians were bad drivers, the black, I mean, all the, all your popular stereotypes, you guys were fulfilled wow. by the dirtbags who ran the secret shopping <sighs> gig anyway. But oh, in other news, makes me so tired. it's, it's so exhausting. Yeah. It's so exhausting where you're like, can't you just be mad? Can't you just be mad at people? I mean, I, I so I read somewhere that some guy, some woman said, oh, do you hate him? Because it was a it was a historical uh fiction book I was reading and and at one point the said do you hate that guy because he's I think he was uh Romanian or a gypsy or whatever and uh the guy said I never hate people for something they can't change they usually give me perfectly good reason to hate them uh within minutes <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate people because they're race or religion or whatever <laughs> I usually find a reason <laughs> and I was like hey chipper <laughs> he, very funny he was a very funny character in, I think it was a, it wasn't self-published because I have a hard time reading those <clears throat> self-published books because they only show up on my Kindle. Somebody, a, a, oh. a fan sent me one of their books and I was only available non-hard copy and I'm like, I'll try and read it, but I bet you I won't be able to finish it because I like to reread things on the Kindle. I can't, it's hard for me to just initial, even yeah. though I can read articles on the internet all day long. So I don't understand. I feel you too. Like I like, I have a Kindle. I love it, but I actually, if it is a full, like a book book. Yeah. Like I like to, I like to read the paper. Like I like, yeah, I like to hold yeah. a, it, it's just, I don't know. It's yeah. posture. Who knows what it is? Yeah. And so, okay, let's do this. The never ending story. Oh, you said yeah. you love the never ending story. Yeah. Did you see the movie? Yeah. Like a hundred times when I was a kid. Oh, right, right. Just yeah. put it on again. Put it on again. Like, oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I saw it in the theater. Oh, oh so yeah. Cool. It was really great. It came out the same year as Time Rider, uh, which was not as popular. <laughs> Classic. Uh, it's about a guy in a <clears throat> motorcycle. His motorcycle goes so fast he goes back in time to uh, uh, to, to uh, old west days. Anyway, and he's got a red suit on, and they think he's the devil. It's a really dumb movie. Anyway, Never Ending Story on the other hand <laughs> is about fear. Did you? I never read the book. Who wrote the book? I I can't oh, I can't remember his name. A German okay. guy. He's a German guy. Oh, uh, well, that's right because it was a German yeah, movie to some yeah. extent. I only read the book last summer. I didn't know about the book when I was a kid. Oh. And it blew my mind because the book, the movie that you see is just the first half of the book. Oh, interesting. The book follows Sebastian as he's making his wishes. And it's this whole thing that's incredible. Like he goes on this incredible journey. Like he rebuilds Fantasia. Oh, wow. And it's like the, the themes of the book are actually so mature. Like in terms of like, it's not really mature. Yeah, Yeah. It's, it's like, it's a kid's book because it's a coming of age, you know, yes. adventure thing. Yeah. But it's not. It's, 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 there's so much depth to it. Yeah. And I huh. didn't know this, like, but it's in, like, it's like in terms of like friendship and who you are and what power can do to you mm-hmm. and like choices you make and like, uh, 
imagination and I sound cheesy. All these words I'm saying actually don't add up to the sum of like what this book, how much this book blew my mind. Right, right. Okay. So the never ending story, the book. And so the first half of it is, or the first part of it is the first movie. Yes. Is never ending story two, the second part of the book? I don't think so. I think they just weed it off. I think, I think there's been It would have been smart if they would have done it. I know. Yeah. I think it would have been, it would have been too, it would have been like a, Indie, I don't know what the, it was too dark or something. There's, or? Some, there's some real darkness in it. Like, well, that first movie isn't cheerful. No. I mean, <laughs> that wolf and the, and the, yeah. and, and the darkness and all of that stuff. Yeah. 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 And it's so cool. Cause it's something about it though. Is, I think it, like if I, if I had a kid, I have a niece who's like 12 and one is 10. I, I would encourage them to start reading the book now, although, uh, cause it's, it goes to dark places, but it's like, it doesn't underestimate its reader. Yeah. You know, yeah, it doesn't play down. It does not play down, but That's it's still great. fun and well written and like. And you, clever. you would say it'd be okay for like a ten year old or an eight year old. I would say not an eight year old. I, I, I barely a ten year old if they are an old good, soul, an old soul, <laughs> and big readers. Yeah, I think a ten year old would get, and then and then teens and like early teens that I think they'd be ready to get it because there's also like a th- there's like a crossover you make you know when you're yeah. ten where oftentimes for a lot of kids they cross over from like concrete to abstract thinking a little bit. Right, so, right. Um, but this well, one, yeah. Because I know a lot of people right now are like, my kids want to read Harry Potter, but I'm not going to let them start until they're 11. But if they're voracious readers, they're going to be already at book seven mm-hmm. by the time they're 11 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets super dark. It does. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I I read these weird, I read so much weird books when I was little. I mean, I don't, it, it didn't feel... I'm not scarred. I do stand up. I might be a little scarred, but it's, uh, but that you're good but, at stand up. Right, right. But the, and it, I, I think it just, it adds another layer. I don't think that there's anything wrong with, I mean, I wouldn't let kids read horror, but that's yeah. mostly because I don't like horror. You know, I don't either. It <laughs> scares it's, me. And especially if it's bloody and gross, how are you supposed to sleep at night? And, uh, so it's weird. Yeah. But, um, but so you'd say 10. I would say 10 at the earliest. If it's it, a mature 10. Yeah, if it's a mature 10. And so never ending story. That was like, I think it came out in like 82, didn't it? Or 83. Yeah. 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 So do you still own it? Do you own like a Blu-ray of it? I used to, I don't have, I don't know. No, you just, you lent it. Anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, um, I need to get it. It, it streams. You don't out. have a DVD player. I don't like, I don't like, and when I, you moved, you didn't not I, in your computer or not on a PlayStation or I, I don't. Yeah. My computer that play DVDs died. Okay. So you got, got a new one, a, that, a doesn't. New one that doesn't have it and I don't have a TV. No, I don't. Well, we have a know? TV for no reason, but except for that, it's <laughs> great to throw things to, you know, like Chromecast <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and Netflix and, yeah, and it's yeah. great. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but we have, see our rabbit ears. Like oh, we, we don't yeah. have, we just have an antenna, so we get all the local yeah, channels. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, because um, there's me TV and this TV. Rangers know. I've talked about it a lot. <laughs> anyway, but uh yeah, so I, I, I think a TV is nice just because. So do you watch? Do you watch TV on your laptop? I watch on my laptop. Um I used to watch. I had an iPad that recently died. I used to watch on that too, which um, is so small. Yeah. It's, when I was yeah. a kid, they used to sell us, don't sit so close to the TV, you're going to ruin yeah. your eyes out. Like, and now nobody gives a shit. And everyone's like, no, I'm watching it on my phone. I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching it on my iPhone 4. Leave me alone. <laughs> and it's like the size of a postage stamp. <laughs> and so I have a, actually a hard time watching, much like the Kindle. I, I can't watch. I have uh, Netflix, Hulu Plus, and uh, HBO Go on my iPad mini, mm-hmm. but I can't watch any of them because I don't care because I don't, I don't want to <laughs> watch the tiny. I was like, it is. I wish there was a way that every hotel room had Chromecast and oh. I could just throw whatever was on my iPad to the TV in the, in the hotel room. It'd be, if I, if I had a hotel, that might be one thing I might do. And, uh, you know, like, or if your iPad like projected, right? Put it up by a wall and like, Oh right, I, my sister way? doesn't have a, a TV either, and she has that projection thing. It's Ooh. like she has like a, a, an either one of those Apple things or a Roku mm-hmm. thing, and uh, it hooks up to a projector that goes on the TV. And I was like, "Didn't you say you didn't want a TV?" And she said, "It's not a TV." I said, "Oh, it's a TV. It's Netflix. <laughs> They're watching Dora the Explorer, <laughs> so it's yeah, a TV." And she's like, "You're right, it's a TV, but uh, it's not my fault." Uh, and now we don't have to have an actual TV; we can just have a blank wall in the basement. In Minnesota, so oh, tomato, tomato, yeah, and and, <clears throat> and they and the kids, you know, there's so much regulate. Did you watch a lot of TV when you were a kid? Uh, 
Yeah, I watched some, like, you know, uh, definitely Saturday morning cartoons and definitely, and afternoon stuff, a lot of, uh, um, after school tales and stuff. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah. 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 That was, um, were you latchkey or no? I was not, not until like junior high. My mom went back to work. She was a teacher. She went back to work as a teacher mm. when I was like 11 or 12 or something. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So at that point, I didn't. I, so you'd I come home and your mom home. would be there. Yeah. Up, up until, yeah. Until, until you were 11. 10 or 11. Yeah. 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 So, oh, that's. That's so weird to me because there was never anybody at the house and it was really awesome solo time as a child because you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to do anything. And then my mom would drive up the driveway and all of us – I mean, and then my siblings would come home. But, I mean, all everybody would take their feet off the couch. Uh, every time she walked into the house, someone would be doing dishes because you had to – she was like – the rule was wash, wipe, and put away, live to eat another day. Which is catchy. Yeah. And, uh, but the thing is, is, so I said to her once, what after, when I was in college, I said, do you ever notice that somebody was always doing dishes when you walked in the house? She said, yeah, my brain's attached to the rest of me, Jackie. And she was like, but I didn't care as long as you were doing them and I didn't have to do them. <laughs> I didn't care when you did them as long as I didn't ever have to stare at them and think, when is someone going to do these? <laughs> so good for her. Yeah, seems good for her. Like, you know, my mom had a certain system too. Like she, we, she just had to look at us and we'd be like, we'd be like okay, like, <laughs> right. We don't want her to snap. <laughs> she just, right. She was like, we're not, we're not playing. Yeah. We're doing this. So did you watch, so when you were a child, which was clearly not in the eighties, you watched eighties anime though, or do yes. you watch that now? Are the, you into anime now? I do like anime now. Um, I, and I, uh, like, why is, why isn't that, that should be a block of anime now. I don't know. I know. That's, that's the greatest name for a block of anime. Yeah. <laughs> I actually can't handle it. I actually am not caught up entirely on anime now. I've watched, um, um, I watched Avatar Last Airbender. I don't know if that counts as anime though. I think so. Right. Um, I watched that a couple years ago and I loved it. I mean, I'm sure there's purists, much like the balloon people. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Because I think of, um, I think of all that, um, Miyazaki stuff, like the Howl's Moving Castle and, and Valley of the Bugs or whatever it's called. Uh, I love all of Miyazaki stuff, but I can't remember any of the names like of the, the princess, pre- yeah. uh, Mononoke and yeah. all that stuff. I think of that as anime, but it yeah. probably, I mean, if Tina Fey is doing the voice, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe it isn't, but it's, it's still, I think of it as, is, I try to watch, uh, have you tried Attack on Titan? No, ever- it's in my, it's in my Netflix watch list, I think. Though. Holy I think it's on Netflix. Shit, it's powerful. Ooh, okay. And then I was on a plane and they had the live action version, which purists hate. They didn't like it, but I watched, I watched most of it on this plane and then the plane landed. But, um, it was, they, they did a pretty good rendition of it in the, uh, as live action from the, from the cartoon. And, um, but what, but it, I mean, the cartoon was so dark. I mean, they couldn't make it dark enough. Wow. In live action, quite honestly. Wow. Um, but it's pretty great. It's a great, it's a story. It's a story about fear. It's about people just walling themselves into a, in, in, into a world. Probably an analogy for Japan and, uh, nuclear oh, proliferation. Yeah. Who knows what it is? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah. it's pretty cool. But, and it's, um, and there's, you know, there's kids who, and they have like, they fly to fight these titans. The titans are these giant people-looking things mm-hmm. that eat little tiny people. We're oh, the little geez. tiny people. And so the graphics on the little tiny people being eaten, because they all have this kind of joker kind of grin. Like, oh, ooh. Yeah. So it's spooky as all yeah. fuck. And <laughs> so you can't... <laughs> You can't watch it before bed, is what no. I'm saying. Or read it before bed. And I understand the ma- the manga is the best. Is wow. But I I also it just it I I want to watch it and I want to love it, but it genuinely creeps me out. But the the story is fascinating. It's just yeah. this whole thing about and these kids are like, I'm not gonna live like this. I'm not gonna live behind these walls. We're gonna defeat the Titans and then drive them off, and then we're gonna get to live our lives just normal. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, that's how people should live. And he's like, if I die, I die. It doesn't matter. And you're like, Whoa. yeah, yeah, just live. Live free or die, man. I regret that I have but one life to give for my country. Nathan Hale. Uh, so I paraphrase. Because uh, Ross Thomas will email me. The actual quote is, and I was like, yes, yes, you will, Ross. Anyway. So, Do it, Ross. Do it. And no. so what is, but I've never heard of Robotech or Voltron. Oh, Robotech. Oh, I've heard of gosh. Voltron, but I don't know it. Um. Robotech is this series that was animated. It might have been the late 70s or early 80s. And my brother and I had VHS tapes. My brother had taped all these episodes because they would show it on 
weekday morning cartoons, like on channel 11. Okay. And like, it's this saga and like, basically it's this whole thing in Japan, but it's three separate anime shows from Japan. So they could mm-hmm. do, th- but it's, it was released as like three generations of the same story in America. They like sort of like mashed it up. Oh wow. And it was like, it was incredible. Like it was this amazing saga. Like it starts off with this thing called Macross and it's like this, basically these aliens are invading earth, which is not an unusual thing. No, no, no. Uh, you know, and then. When will it happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like the aliens were like, uh, they're called the Zentradi and they're these giants. Uh, again, oh, okay. not a new theme. Uh, but, but no, no, like, who cares? You know, yeah. Like, um, and, but they, what got them, what helped like humans sort of, sort of win, even though they were wiped out. Right. Basically. <laughs> Uh, is like it was human emotion and culture or whatever kind oh, of infected. Very the Star Trek. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And then there was the second generation, like where Earth is sort of like trying to recover, but then like the the masters of the Centradi are following them in, and like how how they deal with that. And then the third generation, the Earth is like even more destroyed, and there's another <laughs> like it's just who are the main characters? Like, is it um, does it follow children? I love it when it follows children. You no, know, it doesn't. It, oh. it for the most part, it doesn't. Uh, like in the first generation, there's Rick Hunter, uh, who is the main, probably the 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 passport character. For everything in the first okay. generation, um, and that what I liked about what I liked about it too is the show had women prominently fighting and doing things. And okay, like, you know, oh, it had like, strong women characters. Yeah, yeah, which is rare. Yeah, uh, you know, and even now it's rare. more it's now maybe. with us because we're bitching all the time. I know, bitches, I know. man, bitches. It's just like, can can there be any women, any women at all? And they're like, fine, fine. And so yeah. now it's coming. Yeah, now it's, it's happening. Finally, finally. Turns out squeaky wheel. Squeaky yeah. wheel. Gets oh my gosh, <laughs> finally. After all this. And it's, but it's just like, it was, yeah. So there were a couple of women characters yeah, who yeah. were. Yeah, Kuroz and Lisa Hayes, Maria Perino. There was. Uh, oh, those the actors? They were, no, they were the names of the characters. I'm such oh, a weird. dork. I talk about them like I know yeah, who yeah. they are, like we're friends. Although that's good. Um, you so, know. so. Wait, so there's like a team of people that fight the robos? Yes. The Robotech? Like there's like Robotech is sort of the reference to the technology because the, uh, people, like the, the aliens. aliens. Yes. Like the, the, the humans, I forgot. Basically this guy named Zor like sends a ship to, and it crashes on Earth and within this alien ship has this, uh, sort of this power source called protoculture. Okay. And they use it, it's basically, they use it to power their ships and it sort of makes the, the mecha like alive. Okay. So, they, so that way, so like if you're in a plane, it can actually communicate with you and you can communicate with it. So it makes you that much more effective of a fighter pilot or whatever. Okay. So that's kind of why the aliens came. They came to get it. Uh, uh so, uh, you know, yeah. Oh, so humans invented some sort of tech that aliens wanted. Yeah, or they took tech. They basically used the alien power source to create this tech, and the aliens wanted the protoculture back because they had run out of it or something like that. Or wait, wait. So humans didn't invent protoculture. They protoculture is a is a product of something humans made and the the robots made. Protoculture is kind of like what fueled the mecha, and yeah. humans developed this mecha to go with it. Oh, um, the, a, a sort of a companion piece to that. Yes, mech? it's kind of like protoculture would have been like rocket fuel, and the humans invented the rockets to use the fuel. Oh, interesting. And okay, like, and it, it the aliens had done the same thing. They used this power source. Okay, and like, uh, but they were running out. They probably I forgot why they were running out. Maybe they didn't take care of their their particular planets. Whatever they did, right? And so but for some reason we didn't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So so that sort of, and it turns out the power source can grow as flowers and I guess the earth is a particularly good place to grow these protoculture flowers. It's okay. Thing. Um, Dilithium crystals, man. Yeah. You gotta go to the place. That's basically it. Yeah. 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 So, 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 so that's why the, that's why they came to earth. Yeah. Um, how do we get the rocket fuel to begin with to make the rockets? Basically like I, if I recall the, the American version of the story is like this character Zor, who you see in the second generation, like a clone of him. Yeah. He <laughs> sort of rebelled against the, what they call the Robotech masters. Oh my gosh. Sure. So no, no. And he, uh, he, there's this amazing ship he built, but he put like the last sort of bit of protoculture on the ship. The ship okay. carried it like the, the, the yeah, yeah. basically and sent it to earth. He like, it was a distant planet way out of the way. He thought maybe it wouldn't be found by the Robotech master. Right. Right. And, and maybe it'd be able to, mm-hmm. to, Prom- to, to yeah. properly. Yeah. Prom- that word. Properly. Promo. Properly. Yeah. No, no. It's I a said sleep around. <laughs> if, uh, if the, <laughs> if the heart of the, uh, of the, <laughs> of the uh, improbability drive yeah. could somehow grow <laughs> and <laughs> create more improbability drives, that'd be yeah. great. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> fair yeah. enough. So it crashed on Earth and then the humans sort of found it. And first they were afraid of it and then they just sort of, um, then they sort of found the power source within the ship and they basically converted the ship too. It became, the, uh, they called it the SDF super dimensional fortress or whatever they called sure. it. Sure. 
and they made the ship and they used the <laughs> like, culture. I like it might be called the FDF. I mean, my FD, SDF one, SDF one. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but uh, so that's what, so they made that. Yeah, yeah, and they because the humans sort of took this and they 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 use their own know how to sort of right because they didn't know machines. They, you know mm-hmm. why? Because people don't know the limitations when exactly. you get something from somebody else. You're like, oh, that's a really cool hoe, and then all of a sudden yeah. it's also. Uh, a, a stick doing something else. Yeah. Anyway, so, but yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, yeah. so that's really cool. So yeah. they build it, the aliens come, mm-hmm. they're like, we need that back. And, and all of its progenitors, uh, yeah. or, the, or it's, it's offspring or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to harvest it forever because we need this stuff to power our, our daily bobs. Yeah. Yeah. And probably if the Zentradi had come and been like, Hey man, you know, can we split this maybe if they were like kind of like or nice if they were about it. marketing. Yeah. If they would yeah, have like, said, "Hey, we'll hey you guys things. grew that grew that. We also have we grow amazing oranges or whatever." Yeah, I mean, that would have helped. Yeah, it would have you know? been it, like a there has to be trade out in space. Yeah, there has. Yeah, and, but they <laughs> but, but no, they just wanted to come. No, they just because they're like a warlike race, they're like a Klingons, basically. Okay, and sure. And they're like, we fight for everything. And so <laughs> they like just attacked like right away. So oh, right, freaked right. Out. Everybody so, freaked yeah. out. So then a team was built. Yes. To fight, to fight the Robotech. Yes, yes. Or to fight the Zentradi using the Robotech. Oh, right, right. Reference to the Zentradi. Okay. Yeah. Who was on that team? Uh, on the, the good guys, uh, Rick Hunter, who was a, uh, Rick Hunter. pilot. He's a, he, had, he had great <laughs> anime hair. It's all spiky and like, Oh, you like know. Dragon Ball Z? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Not, yeah, yeah. Maybe a little more calm than that, but sure. the same idea. Fair enough. Know? Sure. It's, um, yeah, yeah. He was, he was like, he was like the young, like punk who was a good pilot. Sure. You like know? Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> sure. <laughs> all good. All good. Yeah. yeah. The and hot the, guy, essentially, or, or the, or the bro-y kind of dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, hey, what's going on? Uh, there was, he had like a, a, a mentor named Roy Folker, who was like an excellent. Oh, the older pilot. guy? Yeah, older guy who was like sort of a mentor. And then there was Lisa Hayes, who was like kind of head of her class, like second or third in command of the SDF one or something like that. I forgot what happened with her. Strategist? I mean, in terms of, yeah, strategist. She was on board. She would, yeah, she'd send out the planes and stuff right like on. that. Um, she was, she got really cool. Like over time, she became a real badass. Which oh, I really that's liked. awesome. Um, and then, um, a couple other, there was Min May, who I actually really couldn't stand her character. <laughs> well, um, you know, you, everyone, sometimes you work with people you don't like. Yeah, them, so yeah. there's always someone in the office. You're like, I know they're good at what they do. I don't, I, I don't enjoy them. Yeah. So she, she's like Rick Hunter's flaky girlfriend. She was, became okay. a singer on the ship. She was like, became a star, but she was, she was always like, I need to be rescued. And, uh, I, don't and I was like, ah, oh. you're killing me. I hated her right. so much. She Fair was enough. such a whiner. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> So it was the four of them? It was them. And there were others too. There was like a whole, t- there was like probably about a panel of like 10 to 12 important characters. It was like. Pre- oh, that would rotate? Yeah, yeah. So that, that was kind of the core ensemble cast? Yeah, yeah. And then there yeah. was a larger ensemble Yeah, and there was cast? a larger ensemble and like. Then- and what kind of adventures? What would they do? They would, it started off first, like when the Zentradi invaded the earth. Sure. And they were like <laughs> destroying everything. The, a, lot, a bunch of the humans escaped. I forgot how many it was like, like. 20,000 or something. They, the, the SDF yeah. one, they, it's like Noah's Ark. A bunch of humans got on yeah. there and they left. Okay. Because that's how much the earth was being destroyed. Like oh, decimated. wow. So they end up getting, and then they folded space to escape Centrati. Like they, sure. Because they can't. Like you do. Protoculture. Sure. And so, yeah. And then they end up, I forgot if they, they ended up really far away and they didn't have enough fuel or they could, or something broke and they couldn't fold space back to earth. So they had to just go back. I think, oh no, I think they folded up to like Jupiter or something and they had to actually just, it took them a couple Real years time to, get back. to come yeah. back. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. And so it follows like this. Sort so the of, science was kind of real at how long yeah, it would take. It was really, yeah. Which is why, which is fascinating. so fascinating. Yeah. And like, and so, and also this fishbowl thing of all these humans dealing with being like basically marooned on the ship and how yeah. they dealt with each other and dealt with life. And then the Zentradi, like how that, that relationship got more complex as they started interacting more and like, and there was the fighting, but there was also like the dealing with each other and change. It was really, because really they would, good character arcs for everybody. Yeah, that's a, I see. That's what I do like about anime mm-hmm. because they don't they don't care. They don't yeah. care that it. They're like, what do you mean? It's just a cartoon. We're yeah. still going to write a really awesome story. Yeah. So it's like comic books or stand up comedy. I mean, it's like it's like things that nobody's paying attention to. Yeah. Like 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 sort of the government or the man <laughs> or bad guys yeah. or like there's nobody scrabbling around in people's heads going, well, that's not good for kids. And you're like, yeah. They're like, oh, it's cartoons. It'll be fine. And. <laughs> Which can backfire. I once, yes. you know that uh, there's an anime. I think I've told this story before, but uh, there's an anime um, movie about two little kids, and I can never remember the name of it. Who walk out of uh, Hiroshima or oh, Nagasaki, no, and it's a beautiful uh, piece of work. And, and it's when my nephew was like ten, he was really into anime, and I was like, I heard this is really good. 
And I sent it to him. Oh. And then I called my brother and I was like, hey, is Sam in there? And uh, Sam, who designed the black uh, Dork Forest t-shirt. Oh, cool. Anyway, but um, I was like, and so I'm talking to Sam and I was like, hey, did you end up liking that anime thing I sent? And he said, yeah, Jackie, it was, it was really good. But did you, it was incredible. It was really sad. Did you read? Did you? And I was like, it was. He said, yeah, you know, they walked out of Nagasaki and they were just, there was just radiation poisoning everywhere. And I was like, oh my God. And so uh, it was after that, that Aunt Jackie decided to watch everything and read everything before she gave it, gave it to her nieces and nephews. <laughs> and poor Salmon uh, had to be, Salmon Beemel Benrude had to be the one who uh, was the guinea pig. And that's his name, which is why he is an artist. Salmon Beemel Benrude. Nice. Salmon w- Patrick Wolfgang Beemel Benrude. What an amazing name. Yeah. His he- mom had some uh, had some words she needed to tell him uh, when he was born. And they were all a bunch of names. So, so that's like he's he's already won at life. <laughs> he's like uh he's he's a great kid. He's and he he too is not a kid. He's I believe 28. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he's a grown-up man. And uh he's a graphic designer in, in our nation's capital. Oh wow. So, oh, and also wow. does uh weird art and uh, which is awesome. Oh my gosh, it's, he's so he sounds so cool. He's pretty cool. Now what's Voltron? Uh another 80s anime uh <laughs> I guess we already said that. Yeah, um, no no. It's that one I, I loved it as a kid. I loved it when I was really little. I loved that one when I was six. Okay. I went I went back to watch it later as an adult, and I was like, mm, okay, so that, that's more of a cartoon for oh, sure. Right, right. That was um, like that. That was something you watched as a kid, and it, it does it hold up? Not, not a lot. Unfortunately, not. That uh, happens. I mean, it's kind. Of, it's very funny now. Like it's funnier, sure. but not like. I mean, but it, because of know, nostalgia. Yeah, nostalgia. Right. Yeah, and stuff like that. But I. But but Robotech was, sounds amazing. Robotech is insane. I highly recommend. it. I think it's on Netflix. <laughs> right, um, and you can watch it until you're a hundred. Yes, Voltron. You you kind of yeah. want to be wanted watching something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and it was and I, I was like, ooh, like some of the stuff. I was like, oh, like I feel like maybe when they <laughs> ported it over to the U.S., they okay. definitely changed. They lost something. Possibly, something, you know, um, but like, but it was still, I, as a kid, I, as a six year old, I was like, wow, like this okay. is so cool. Be- again, because they had a character in it who was a female who would also, because there's five lions who unite to make this robot. Okay. And they would fight giant robies. It's, oh, you know, right, right. You know, and so, uh, to, to defend this planet. And there was a woman who was, she, she had one of the lions. And, and again, at the time, I would really cling to that. Whenever I found like a woman who was like, yeah, fighting you, or doing you need to have cool. something. Yeah, there was nothing. There's just there was just nothing. Yeah, for there so wasn't long. a lot. Yeah, um, and so um, it's why we all watched Buffy and Xena. Yeah, because <laughs> it was like I gotta watch. We're something. dying for yeah. something, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, um, it's like so, you know. I I liked it. It was fun. It was there was my first crush was in that. Oh, was <laughs> that it? Was show. that one when I was in Voltron when I was six? There was sure. I had a crush on a cartoon character. Which one? Was, Which one? The the villain. Oh. The villain. His name was Lotor. Prince Lotor. Prince Lotor was long, hottie. He, he was hottie. He was cut. He had long hair. Mm-hmm. I was like blue skin. Right. Oh, he blue was skin. So hot. Right. You know who I, uh, I I had a crush on when I was six was uh would have been a Racer X. Oh yeah. Mask. Mysterious. Mask. Fast Mysterious. Driver, right. Oh yeah. His brother worshipped him. You know. Oh yeah. yeah sure. Good taste. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sadly, I continued to have crushes on animated characters. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. I liked uh, uh, the adolescent Bam Bam in uh, the Flintstones. He, and yeah, he was strangely he just he seemed, was broad. He was very broad shouldered, but he was also super sweet. And yeah. so I kind of liked him because I was like, oh, that guy seems nice. Oh, yeah, good taste. Then, I have good I taste. Like, really? And then Mulan's boyfriend in Mulan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was a super fox. I, I really. I was 19. Yeah. At that point, I was like, wow, you might want to get some action. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I get, I actually remember seeing Mulan too the first time. I was like, hmm. <laughs> that man is very handsome very for handsome. an animated character. I know. But I think, but I have since found out that guys have always thought that uh, drawings and, mm-hmm. and animated ladies are are, are pretty. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, we are not, turns out we are human. Yeah. And, uh, and ladies what? get to have the same thing that girls do, what? that guys do. I know, it's crazy, Bill. What's going on? So, what, uh, and then you play a Star Wars tabletop RPG? Which, yes. Which one? Yes, uh, we do. Is it the Star Wars tabletop RPG? You know, I'm not cool enough to know. I didn't, like, I know we're You got playing, sucked into it? We're, oh, amazingly. I, yes, it jumped right in. It was mm-hmm. so, we're doing, it's the time period before, Wait, it's the time period after episode the four. Jedi's are killed, but before episode four. Oh, interesting. So, um, so, and I play a failed Jedi. Okay. Uh, she's, uh, you she, don't know the name of the system? 
I don't. I'm so sorry. Okay. Zeke, Zeke, if you can let us know, Zeke. Zeke, Jackie at JackieCation.com, um, if you could let me in on it. Oh, gosh. But just, we, we just shifted, though. We well, used the, we use the dice where it's the actual, like, the, trying the, the pyramid shape and the other shape and where it's the symbols. Like a D5 and, wait, not oh, anymore. No, yeah. Oh, you're not using numbers? There's just, special Star Wars dice yeah, that have special symbols? Star on? Wars dice and we just okay. transferred over to that. We did use Whoever knows rolled. what this is now knows exactly what you're talking yes, about. Yeah, the rest like, of us are like, eh, I'll play it one yeah. day. It's fine. Yeah, like we, yeah. before we played, on our first cycle, we played the season, we played like the system from like the 80s, from the old books that were published okay. in the 80s. And now we play for the new system. Which has the its own dice. Thing. Yeah, which has its own dice. It out, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Um, and you play a failed Jedi? A failed Jedi who's sort of redeeming herself. And bit. how often do you guys play? We play probably once a month or once every two months. Right, uh, right. We just finished. We spent, and do you spend a day? Do you spend like a good... We spend about... Like four hours? Or? About an evening. Anywhere from like six to eight hours. Yeah. Doing yeah. it. And then uh, it's so fun. We drink a lot of bourbon. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah. It's, adult beverages yeah, with adult your beverages. with your RPG. Well played. Because so cool. you're adults. <laughs> We're adults. We can do that. It's a, um, uh, I play... A, I'm, I'm in a D&D game that... Uh, we uh lot lot of a uh, lot of diet coke, and uh, but it's more of a daytime. Every, we play every four to six weeks in uh in daytime, and we play here in my living room. Oh, that's so fun! And it's we just played it's D and D though, and we've been playing for probably eleven years now. Oh, that's so and fun! And so our our characters are gods, yeah, uh, because they have think. way too much power. And Andy's the Andy, my husband, is the yeah. uh, the DM, and he is like. We gotta wrap it up here. I can't find things that are both challenging to you and aren't going to kill you immediately if you roll a one shitty set of dice. So. Wow. Yeah. And it's Eberron 3.5 and he wants to play 5.0, uh, the D&D. There's a, he, he's, he's, we, I'm, we're also in a Pathfinder game that I never get to play because I'm always on the road, but he plays it and I'm a cleric in that one and I'd never been any magic user before. So it was kind of interesting, but yeah. I haven't played probably in a year. Because I'm on the road every oh, time. Like they're playing again this Saturday and I'm, I'm on, on the, the road. road. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, come on. And I was like, so they, I mean, they, they, they don't even count on my healing anymore because they're like, we have potions now. We have potions and scrolls. We know you're not coming. Anyway, and I was like, boo, I wish I was coming. So what, so what, you're a failed Jedi. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, she started out, her name is Driver. She started out as... Nice name. Thanks. Yeah, I like that. In mm-hmm. honor, actually, of Kill Bill, the my favorite villain in Kill Bill. Oh, fair um, enough. <laughs> uh, she, alcoholic. Okay. Uh, would escape through drinking for a long time. She, I think she had a dark force point against her or something like that when she started. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, um, I, I think the Jedi are notoriously sober. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, they are. And she, and it's after, I mean, all her friends are dead because she's one of the only survivors. <laughs> so she's like hidden for the last decade or two or whatever. Right. And like, um, but it turned out, she turned out to be, and she's really like, she's her, her, you know, she's, She's super crash. She'll just swear at you all the time. And like, she's right. like, you know, her things like, you know, I don't know what I can say. I don't want to give you stuff to believe. <laughs> but you know, she says the stuff you'd imagine. Uh, and she's really, oh, there's no really, editing. Oh, good. Oh, good. So all right. Fucking, fucking live it up. She's like, fuck off. Like that's yeah. her thing. And she's one of those people that's like grizzled, but with a heart of gold kind of thing. Like, she's sure. Like, Damn it. I got to help. The, uh, like grumpy, 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 grumpy. You know, and sure. Yeah. And so she's, she's really, Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, which is really inadvertently as it turned out. Yeah. She ended up inheriting a ship. You know, oh, and wow. she has a Wookiee friend now. Like it's kind of turning out. Oh that my way. god, <laughs> she is on solo. You know, yeah. Um, and but she's been really fun. She's really grown. And, and I put all my character points into lightsaber initially, so she became like crazy, insanely good with lightsaber. Okay, so she got really <laughs> fun. Uh, so it's been, um, yeah. We just ended the first sort of season, and now we're starting the second one with a lightsaber. Can you ricochet blasts, or do yes. they just? Absorb. Okay. You can ricochet them. I think it's a skill now because we're going to the new system, so it's a little bit different. But right, you probably a, have to roll for to see if it happens. Yeah, and, there, and there's a and then skill the trajectory. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Like, I think you know because I know in the first thing I had done it. Yeah. But kind of not on purpose because she wasn't good enough to right. do that yet. <laughs> right. But like, but yeah, there is totally and it's an actual skill thing. I think oh, that's that's yeah. great. So, um, is she? So because there are no Jedi's, she's now. Has to sort of rise to the occasion. Yes. Now, yes. is she still drinking? Uh, she's been drinking less, uh, because she's had <laughs> Can to. Can I do... recommend the 12 steps? And <laughs> <No>. <laughs> is there um, an intergalactic meeting she could go to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I wish there were, yeah, and I, there are things that can trigger her oh, to I drink. Be- oh, I bet. And that can be a problem. Oh, that's and the more powerful she gets, it's going to be more of a problem, I think. Right, if because if, because if she's, all of a sudden she starts, she goes on a bender. Yeah. And then, 
uh, shit will go down. Yeah. And some of it might be good and some of it might not be because that yeah. you never know. You yeah. never know. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever played any other RPGs, tabletop RPGs? I did when I was a kid. My brother was into Dungeons and Dragons and we, okay. we actually played a Robotech role playing game. Oh, fair enough. Uh, and Dungeons and Dragons. And I think it was a, a Ninja Robotech. Turtle. It was, was it a card game like Magic or was it an no, actual it pen and paper? Pen and paper RPG. Oh, wow. Um, and I think the system was based on the Dungeons and Dragons system. Oh, okay. The, essentially, whoever the DM was just co-opted it and said, let's yeah. play Robotech. Yeah. And they had the books and stuff, but it was still the same system, I think. Oh, interesting. The same dice. Oh, there were Robotech books? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was so cool. That's, you know, what I, what, what I know that a lot of people really like about the books and stuff is the art. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, I finally know what an owl bear looks like. Yeah. Gur-hoo. <laughs> and uh so but the uh the the whole thing like I didn't know what table I never played as a kid and so I didn't know what D&D was. I didn't know that it was a game on a table. I thought you were in the woods like larping, you know, or like yeah. like boffer larps and and, yeah. and and role-playing cosplay. Seems fun. Throwing, which is also fun yeah. if you like to do that and that's that's but it's and the game mechanics are very different in a larp mm-hmm. than they are in a tabletop because there's books and stuff and someone you build a character like Andy just wrote an RPG, a superhero oh, RPG. Cool. Yeah, and then he did it last summer, and it was he just did it because he didn't have a lot of work, and he was like, "I've always wanted to make a superhero RPG because the Marvel one's good." But I, Jackie Cation, do not like to make characters because they're fiddly as all hell, and so he made it's called the Hero Instant, and you it, instant hero man, hero in an instant. Wow! And so I made Firebike Mike, and Firebike Mike um, is uh, Michelle. She's got a motorcycle and she has fire powers and she rides a bike, a motorcycle. And, uh, so fire bike bike has fire powers and rides a bike. There's not a lot. And you can make the character in like 15 or 20 minutes. So quite honestly, Rangers, please go to the hero instant and play dot com and play, uh, play it because Andy needs people to DM it and then tell him how it went because he's play tested it a boatload of times, but he's, he doesn't have enough people. He went up to CSUN. These guys uh-huh. at CSUN are running a game now, and so he's getting some oh, cool. feedback. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. But it's if you ever, if you and your, you and your team, you and your, your, your gamer buddies yeah, ever want to play uh, the Hero Instance. Yeah, sure. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, super fun. But so you played D and D as a kid, and then you just got sucked back into. Yeah, yeah. A couple how long? Years ago. A couple years. A couple, okay. Actually, I think almost three years. Interesting. Gone. Yeah. All right. Well, we. We'll talk about gender equality uh, <laughs> later, <laughs> and it's come up. We've we've touched yeah. on it. Turns out you're a feminist because you're alive and a yeah. woman. Yes. So yes. Uh, it's, yes, it's hard. It's hard to be either of those things and not a feminist. Yeah, and you, if you yeah. have to really choose not to be. Yeah, you have to be ignoring a lot of things, right, on purpose. And please don't. I don't. I I get it. I get why you'd want to. Uh, I understand your dorkdom is ignoring horror, uh, the horror of injustice. I spend a fair amount of my time doing it as well, so I don't blame you, but it is, uh, you gotta poke your head up occasionally. So, but I, I like, so let's talk about this. Future girl is on YouTube yeah, and, um, it's future girl show on Twitter and at Heather underscore underscore would on Twitter and you have your book, Jackie Howell, which is uh, self-published on Amazon.com yeah. for people's Kindles. And that is a paranormal romance novel. Yeah. And then uh, what are you – and then I asked what you were reading. What are you reading? Oh, I'm reading uh, The Druid Chronicles. The Druid? Uh, Iron Druid? Iron Druid Chronicles. I can't even say it. Iron Druid. I yeah. Iron that is a weird Druid. name. That's hard to say. Yeah. What is it? Uh, young adult? Uh, Yeah. yeah like it's kind of – well, it's it's – it is, um, sorry, I was making a little sound. You look uh, at your car, make yeah, sure it is. Make sure okay. It's a, yeah. No worries. Gotta make sure you don't <laughs> scratch the anything. Um, it's, uh, it's fun. It's sort of this mashup. It's this guy who's a druid. He's 2000 years old, but he's, but he's hot. You know, it's like, oh, sure. Um, uh, of course they all are. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's 2000 years old and what we would really be like. Like, decrepit. <laughs> like hooked up to machine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, that story blows. Anyway, so <laughs> iron. Um, but it's very, basically he, uh, the gods and goddesses of all religions do exist in, to the extent that humans believe in them and have faith in them. Oh, right. So right. he will interact with like, Buddha or uh, or a coyote from a Native American religion or he'll meet sure, Jesus. Sky coyote. You know, sure, Jesus. Yeah, awesome. You know, and it's very tongue in cheek and very humorous. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And he's like, he, I think the book I'm reading right now, I'm reading Hammered 
And so it's a series. It's a series, yeah. And he's hunting Thor right now because Thor's a douchebag in this book. Oh, so he's so, got. Does he have to go out and and does he do tasks for the different pantheons? He'll he'll do it. The, it yes, like he because a bunch of the gods wanted to kill Thor, and he kind of got into it. Um, he, he and in the first book, he was being hunted by another god from okay. the Irish pantheon. Sure, uh, yeah, and we so, have that book somewhere. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't pronounce any of their names. I'm terrible. Uh, but like, uh. But it it's just really fun. It, it reads really fast. It's sort of a nice escapist thing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of it's just it's tongue in cheek with a lot of things. I so really it's enjoy light it. reading, but yeah. it's very interesting and fun. Yeah, yeah. All right, Iron Druid Chronicles. Yeah, that is what Heather Wood would recommend if you enjoy such a thing. If that sounded like something, you could read that. I'm rereading the Federalist Papers. You guys, uh, I was what? assigned and I hated them, uh, but now <laughs> I'm in a Hamilton uh, spiral. So uh, I'm rereading the uh, and so far. There, it's all, it's still hard. It turns out, <laughs> it turns out Alexander Hamilton and James Madison were, uh, really better educated than I am, and so they're dense. Oh, that's, like, it's like six lines of sentence in that, I remember, like, so many. Oh, right, right, they're a bit of run-on-y. Yeah. Except for, I'm oh, sure, grammatically, they're not they're run-ons, fine. because they know more than I do. Have you seen the mashup, the, uh, Hamilton song with Star Trek mashup song? No, uh, pardon me. What? It's, it's on YouTube. Uh, Hamilton, my friend Jackson Lansing made it. Uh, he, but it's, it's, it's kind of gonna become a thing. But yeah, if you do Hamilton Star Trek, you'll probably find it. Okay. It's really, it's good. I was like, hey, all right. It's always nice when your friends do something and you're like, please don't suck. Please don't suck. Please yeah. don't suck. Yeah. Uh, Maria Bamford's, uh, show is coming out on Netflix on May 20th. Everybody, uh, by the way, Netflix series coming up, <laughs> plug. Uh, May 20th, it's called Lady Dynamite. It's a series. Oh, I play a yeah. comedian <gasps> one time because I've got range. And so, I- <laughs> I can also play whatever PTA mom or German massage therapist you need. But the thing is, is, uh, the, I, I saw the show and I had read some of the scripts and I was a little, I was worried because it was a little dark and dirty, but I was like, so's Maria. And then I watched them and, uh, and it's dirtier than she is, but, uh, but it is, they're super funny and the casting of her manager is amazing. And she surrounded herself with like real actors, like, you know, like Seinfeld did. Yeah. And, yeah. and she's really good at characters and she's yeah. really good at stuff. So yeah. it's, I was blessedly, <laughs> I was like, thank God, thank God it's good. It's really funny. And okay. so, yeah, so everybody should watch that in May. I'm sure everybody yeah. who listens to this is already a fan of Maria's, but oh, if you yeah, are not, she's so great. MariaBanford.com, you guys. Heather Wood, thank you so much. Thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, this and is wonderful. It was great. My 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 go to on this is that I need to clearly go watch Robotech. Oh yeah. Uh, everybody else, Rangers, you know the rules. Take care of each other out there. Okay, bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?